Welcome to the Restoration Revival Church of God in Christ podcast. Here teaching from Pastor Dennis Martin. Let's join today's podcast. Tonight, let's look at, I want to talk to you tonight uh, about the importance of speaking God's word. The importance of speaking God's word. You know, um, today is so important that we not only uh, know the word, but that we speak the word and that we understand having the word of God in our mouth and being able to not just recite it or say it, but to also believe it and let it be an active force in our lives, an active thing in our lives is the word of God. Because I found out that the enemy can get you so uh, whatever with the word that sometimes we we will put other things over the word and we won't take the word as important as we should. And so I want to talk to you tonight about the importance of speaking God's word. Uh, it's very important when you understand the power of it and the power of speaking his word, then you'll be able to get something from it to know that it's very important to speak his word. Let's look at a few scriptures tonight. Matthews, let's look at Matthews uh, chapter eight and um, Matthews chapter eight. And we're going to start reading at verse five and let's go down through uh, verse 15, Matthew chapter eight. And we're going to look at verse, uh, start at verse five and we'll go down through, uh, verse 13. Okay. Matthew's chapter eight, verse five. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy and grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Notice what he says. He says, speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Now, this is a man with that doesn't have faith, is a man that doesn't uh, confess to know Jesus in any way like that, but he had heard about what he did and maybe the testimonies of what he had heard. And so he says, I'm not even worthy for you to come to my house, but if you would speak the word only, my servant shall be healed. And notice Jesus' response as he goes on. He says, for I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that follow, verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I will say unto you that many shall come from the east and the west and shall sit down at Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. He And he talked about that, uh, well, verse 13. And so 
notice Jesus compliments and says to him, says, I, I want you to know that I haven't seen uh, no greater faith like this in all of Israel. In other words, this man doesn't even profess. He doesn't confess or profess to know uh, in any way being connected to me. And he's a man of authority. He's under authority. He's a man of authority. But he says, speak the word only and, and my servant shall be healed. Jesus looked at that because the man recognized that there was power in the words that Jesus spoke. And so when you think about speaking the word, many times we look for acts and understand sometimes we have to do things and we must act in a certain way. But then there are other times that we must learn to, I, I, you know, years ago they talked about confession, but there are times we must open our mouths and say it and speak it out of our mouths. It's important for us to speak the word of God. The word of God is important that we speak his word. Notice what he says in uh, Psalms 107. I want you to get this. In Psalms 107, he talks to us there at verse uh, 20. Psalms 107 and verse 20. He says these words. He says, he sent his word. Listen at this. He sent his words and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He wasn't there, but he sent his word and healed them. He sent his word and healed them. That's Psalms 107 and verse 20. He sent his word and healed them. Sometimes it's important for us to understand that we cannot always be there with a physical act or be in person but we can do uh, know the importance of speaking the word and we can do what Jesus did or do what the scripture says and he sent his word and healed them. The word is not restricted by space, is not restricted by time, is not restricted by miles. Uh, we are able to open our mouths and speak his word and send his word. We can speak a word tonight. And uh, we can be here in Atlanta. You can be wherever you are. And we can speak that word of healing or blessing to someone that cannot see us, no FaceTime, not physically. But we can speak that word and they can be in the hospital and we can speak that word at 715. And 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 the difference of, of California is three hours from here. We can speak that word and we get uh, somebody called and say it was that at a certain hour that I felt something. And we can pinpoint it that it was the same time we were praying or speaking that word. And that word traveled all the way to California. So understand it's important that we be able to speak the word. Speak the word. He speak, He sent his word. He spoke it and sent his word and healed them. And that, you know, years ago, uh, when we were coming up, they did that a lot. When people couldn't make it to church and they were sick and, and they were restricted from going places, what did they do? They would have someone, someone would come and said, I'm standing in proxy. I'm standing in for this individual. And when they would stand in for them, that we would pray. And in the midst of praying, that person would get healed, even though we were not in the physical location. And so it's important for us to understand that we are able to do that and to pray 
And uh, that that that's something that we have to know the importance of the word of God, that it has power that is not restricted. Uh, but Pastor Jasper Williams said years ago, there's a whole lot of things that closed doors can't keep out. And one of the things that it can't keep out is it can't keep out the word. The word can travel past uh, hospital doors, prison bars. The word can travel in places that physically we can't go to. When I was in the hospital in 2020 with COVID-19, they couldn't come to the hospital. Uh, they were restricted. The only people that were permitted in the room were the nurses and the doctors and the people that were giving shots and 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 go past the Martin couldn't come. None of the family could come, but people all over the country were praying for me, sinning and speaking the word. And God honored their prayers and brought me out because the importance of speaking the word, it had power and it was not restricted to those hospital rooms. It was not restricted to ICU. It didn't have to get no pass to come in. It didn't have to get anybody to, to, to say, well, we, we, we can't let you in. No, the word of God came through <laughs> because it's not restricted. And we need to understand that's why it's important that we start speaking because God's word is not restricted. It can't be held back. Uh, the, the capital can't hold it back. Nobody can hold back God's word when we start speaking the word. And so I want you to get that. I want you to start understanding that, that it's important for us to speak the word. Notice in uh, Romans, let's go to Romans 8 and uh, 31. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 31. And let's note what he says there in verse 31. He says, uh, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? So when we start speaking the word, that's why we have to understand it's important to know the word. It's important to speak the word because when you understand and get his word and speak it, things begin to happen and uh, God begins to move for us. And so when you start feeling some kind of way, you got to start speaking the word. It's important to speak the word, open your mouth, say it, decree it, declare it, and speak that word. If God be for us, who can be against us? That's a word you got to speak. That that's that's a a, a declaration. That is a, a a thing pushing it out. That if God be for us, who can be against us? And so we we have to understand that. So when we start dealing with that and understanding that, we go on into the word. We begin to speak the word to state or to announce it to put it out. And uh, when we start asking ourselves, we have to ask ourselves a couple of questions when it comes down to the word of God. What is that? Well, we have to ask ourselves, as we speak the word and know the importance of speaking the word, when we pray about something, we have to ask ourselves, first of all, have we prayed about it? A lot of times uh, we worried about stuff that we haven't prayed about and we uh, do things that we haven't prayed about. We make decisions that we haven't prayed about. And you need to understand, you need to ask yourself, have you really prayed? I'm not talking about praying, and I want you to get this. I'm not talking about praying and telling God what you want without waiting for him to give you a response. 
See, a lot of times, and, and let me just hit this while I'm here. A lot of times we pray and tell God what we want, but we don't wait for him to give us a response. So our prayers is more or less a one-way prayer, and it's not two ways. It's one way. We, we're praying and saying, God, I want this, I want that, and this is my wish, this is my desire. But we do not wait for him to respond. Because if we wait for him to respond, sometimes, and I think sometimes we don't wait for him to respond because sometimes we, we, we don't, we are not, we don't like the answer that he may give us. And sometimes we already know it's almost like you're some kids. They already know what their parents are going to say when they ask them certain things. When they ask them certain things, they'd be like, I already know what you're going to say. Well, why are you asking me then? <laughs> I already know what you're going to say. Okay. Well, Go ahead and ask, but since you already know what I'm going to say, then why why are you why are you asking? And so we need to understand that we need to 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 get that to the extent that we will um, will will say, okay, I got you. So have we prayed about it? We've we've talked about it, but have we prayed about it? And so when we learn to speak the word, one thing about speaking. God's word, it's important for us to understand that God does some things. Let's look at uh, Mark chapter 16. Let's look at Mark chapter 16 and verse number 20. Mark chapter 16 and verse number 20. Notice what it says. The Bible says, and they went forth preaching everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Are you listening at this? He said they went everywhere, 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 preaching the word. And as they went preaching the word, the Lord was working with them and confirming his word. Confirming his word. That's what he was doing. He was confirming his word. And so we need to understand that confirming, confirming his word with what signs following. He was confirming his word with signs following. And that's important for us to get follow, confirming his words. So what, what do you take from that? The importance of speaking God's word. One of the things I take from that is the only thing that God will confirm in his is his word. He, does, he doesn't confirm a lot of stuff that we throw out and put out. He confirms his word or that that he says or that that he has spoken. That's why sometimes I believe we get disappointed uh, to the extent that some things that are thrown out, uh, you know, I, I always say this and uh, it, it's the true fact. Sometimes we throw things out and hoping that it's going to stick. But when we throw out that that's not his word, God is not obligated to confirm that that is not his word. That that is not something that he has spoke. He's not obligated to do it. No matter how we may feel, he should do it. If it's, if it's, if he didn't say it and, and he didn't speak it, he's not obligated to do it. And sometimes I think we, we get disappointed because we're waiting for God to do something that we don't even have a biblical foundation for. 
And he's, he's, you know, when you talk about, oh, God's going to do it. Hmm. Is he? Where, 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 where biblically does he say? Because let me tell you something. Let me say this while I'm on this point. We got to understand that a revelation and people say, well, I get, God gave me a revelation and I believe he gives us revelations. I've had them before. That's, that's, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not, we're not talking about, you know, whether he gives revelation that he gives revelations, but sometimes we try to, what he reveals to us that may be for us, not everyone else. Sometimes God will give you something that's not for everybody else. It may just be for you personally. And we try to make it everyone else's uh, deal. And sometimes we try to put what I, what the revelation we believe we've got over the word of God. But God is, he does everything decent and in order. And understand that God does not, and I'm going to say this, God does not uh, go in conflict with himself or with his word. He's not in conflict with himself. In other words, uh, you know, a lot of times in in our in the United States, we make laws and don't and don't uh, stick to them. We make laws to govern everyone else, but we don't even follow our own laws. God follows His own word. He follows His own word. He does not. He does not go in conflict with His word. And we need to understand that. We, we need to understand God is not in conflict with his word. He's not in conflict with himself. He don't say something and then tomorrow say, well, I didn't mean that. That ain't what God, God doesn't go in conflict with his word or himself. And we sometimes, that's why we need to know when is something God is really saying. Because God is not, God is not confused. He's not the author of confusion. Neither is he confused. All right. So he confirms his word. He confirms his word. Now notice we've got to be careful what we speak out of our mouth. This is why it's important for us to get uh, get get a foundation in the word. Because in Proverbs 18.21, it says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So what you speak out of your mouth, it affects what goes on in your life. If you speak defeat, if you speak things like that, then that's what's going to come. Your confession is what comes out of your mouth. And death and life, uh, uh, I, I know somebody's not going to appreciate this. Death and life is not in the power of anyone else. Somebody said, well, they holding me back. They hindering me. No, they're not. Death and life is in the power of your tongue. What have, what have you been saying lately? What have you talked about lately? What have you opened your mouth to say? In Proverbs 6 and 2, he said, Thou snared with the words of thy mouth, thou taken with the words of thy mouth. And there, they're really talking about those that, uh, when he, he deals with that, he's really talking about people that are cosigners for others because you take on their um you take on their, their burden if they don't pay it. But he, he puts it in, in this way, thou snared with the words of thy mouth, thou taken with the words of thy mouth, whenever you put it there. And sometimes we, we are snared by our own words. 
uh, not only in, in that manner, but sometimes when people say stuff, that's why, you know, I always used to hear Judge Judy said, if you tell the truth, you won't have to have a memory. But if you lie, <laughs> she said, but if you lie, then you always got to remember what you said. But if you tell the truth, you ain't got you ain't got to worry about it. Truth, you know, truth don't need anything. But if you lie, you got to remember, well, what did I say? And so sometimes people say stuff and they get snared by their own words. And and some of us, we got to be careful because we need to learn to speak God's word and be consistent with speaking the word. We're not consistent in speaking the word a lot of times. A lot of times we be saying stuff. One day we be, we be speaking on the mountain and then the next day we speaking down in the valley and then we get halfway out the valley. Then we go back in the valley. Then three days up, we just, ooh, and, and he's, uh, ain't nobody greater, uh, nobody greater than you. And then not too long after that, we write back down in that, that muck. Think about it. We do, we do that a lot. And so we're not consistent with what we're speaking at all. We, we don't have no consistency sometimes, you know, and, and we, all of us have been there. There are days we just feel like we can jump up and just run and just conquer the world. But in that days, we sent somewhere over in the corner feeling sorry for ourselves because we don't understand the importance of not only speaking God's word, but the importance of being consistent, creating the atmosphere around us of what we want. You have the power to control what invades your space. You have the power to control what invades your 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 atmosphere. Somebody said, "Well, I, they just people just they just they just uh, they just they just get on my nerve, right?" Well, don't don't get upset because they're getting on your nerve. That's what you said. You you said I can't get ahead. That's what you said. We going by what you said. And and the the atmosphere and God is going by what you say, because that's what you keep saying. You wake up saying that, so you got to stop saying that. You can't you can't take the word and read words of life, and then speak words of death. God's word is life, and you you can't you can't speak read these words of life and then turn around and speak death. And wonder why things are not happening. Uh, you you can't do that. It, it's it's not it, it's it's off balance. It's not together. Cause you speaking, you're reading words of life, but then you speaking death all around you. And the two don't go together. It's like mixing water and oil. Can't do that. Got to be consistent. And sometimes, I, I, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, sometimes you don't always feel like speaking like that. Sometimes you be like, uh-uh. But you got to do it anyway. You just got to, you got to, you got to learn to keep a positive spirit. And not let the negative um, control you. Because if you let the negative control you, 
you don't understand negative things. It's not always good. It, it makes you feel certain ways and go into certain kind of moods and stuff like that. So you can't do that. And so we got to know the importance of speaking God's word. Well, how do we know the importance? Well, let's look at, at Joshua chapter one and verse eight. And he tells us how we know what to speak. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou may observe to do according to all that's written therein, for then shall thou make thy way prosperous, and then shall thou have good success. Notice what he says. He says, this book is not going to depart out of your mouth, but you've got to meditate day and night. Sometimes we know more about other stuff than we know about God's word. We can tell, we can tell everything that's going on in in, in the news, social media, and everything. And he says, it won't depart out of it. But if you meditate day and night, if you get a meditation of, of his word, thou may observe to do according to all that's written therein. He said, for then shall thou make thy way prosperous. You want to talk about being prosperous. You want to talk about being successful. He said, then shall thou make thy way prosperous, and then shall thou have good success. He said, you're going to have good success. And, and a lot of that's going to have to do with the word. It's going to have to do with what you're meditating on, what you're thinking about, uh, what, what you're declaring, what you're saying. And, and unfortunately, we've got caught up into this thing today that we, we want to blame everybody or we, our, our biggest problem. And let me throw this at you and I'm, I'm going to leave this. Our biggest problem is that we, um, our biggest problem is that we look at everyone else and see what's going on with them. And we're thinking that God is going to do for us the same thing he did for somebody else. Well, he's too God for that. God does not bless. Sometimes he bless us corporately and collectively, but God blesses us individually. He blesses us individually. And we need to understand you know, he, he blesses us individually. Not everyone's not blessed all with the same things. Uh, and God has a reason for that. What is his reason? He has a reason for blessing everyone in different ways because every everybody or every part of the world or society or whatever needs a different thing. Uh, when you think about God, his word is one, but when he takes us and sends us into the various places in the world, whether you're a preacher, whether you're working at a, a, a care facility or whatever, he knows who to send where, and he sends you in that way that we can reach out and help people where we are. Everyone's not sometimes on the level. That's why sometimes I don't have a problem with education and people saying, you know, getting your education, that's wonderful. But then there's some people that, they won't even stop to take the time of day to listen at you because they would think that you are, are too above them. But they may take somebody that that can really have understanding but don't uh, have as, as great of an education that you may have or someone else may have, but they will listen at them and they will get touched and delivered and get saved or whatever because God knows who to send where. He knows how to send different people in different areas. And so we have to learn that we need to start getting 
to understand that our success many times is how we stay with God and stay with what he has declared and what he has decreed for us. And so we need to make sure that we understand that. Notice what he says in Psalms uh, chapter, in Psalms 1, verse 2 and 3. He says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Here he goes again, talking about meditation of the law, the word. It's important for us to do that. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. <laughs> if he said, bring forth his fruit in his season, his leaf all shall, shall not wither and whatsoever he does shall prosper. So prosperity and things are based many times on what we meditate on and what is in us. So he says, he gives the comparison that it being like a tree planted by the rivers of water. What is the significance of the tree being planted by the rivers of water? The significance of it is that the roots are in the ground and they are drawing uh, nurture. They are drawing things from the water that causes them, even though you can't see it on the surface, it causes them to uh, bring forth fruit in its season. There's something about it that brings forth fruit in its season. Again, let's make this point in its season. Sometimes we, we are upset and disappointed because we're looking at someone else's season and God is saying, I know you've been waiting, but I, I've had you planted. You've been meditating. I've had you planted by the rivers of water and you're going to bring forth your fruit in his season. Your season, when your season hits, is going to come forth, but you're going to have everything you need because you're going to be nurtured. You're going to be strengthened. You're going to have what has been given to you. Other people didn't see it on the surface, but they saw it. Uh, I was doing something for you underneath in the root of what was going on. And then he says, your leaf will not wither. You won't, you won't fall out. You will not uh, go through any changes. You, you won't wither away. And whatsoever you do, then you're going to what? Prosper. He said, you're going to be able to prosper in those things. And so, again, it's important for us to get it and to understand that speaking his word is important. But knowing his word and meditating on it so you can understand what he is saying. Notice in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, and I'm almost done. He says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, I, I love praise. We do praise breaks. I love all that. But let me explain this to you. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing, ear, spirit, and hearing by the word of God. Faith does not come by dancing. Faith does not come by shouting. Faith does not come by running around the building. Faith does not come by uh, what, I, what I've deemed and say as soundbite preaching. Stuff that sounds good and, and we're good to to extract something, one one phrase or something, 
and throw it out there as the word. And all of us have done it. But if I if I throw a sound bite at you now, that doesn't mean that that's the word. Faith comes by hearing the word. What did the word actually say? Not not us making the word try to fit our sound bites or making the word fit what we want it to fit. Now, you're not going to hear that a lot from preachers, especially, <laughs> but by 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 the word, by the word of God, not by what we want it to, how we want it to fit. You know, have you ever had that? Uh, you, you ever had try to put a shoe on? And and uh, I remember years ago, I'm, I'm going to be transparent with y'all for a minute. I don't know what it was, but years ago, I mean, we talk about maybe 20 some years ago or longer. For whatever reason, when I was in school, I thought I wore a size. Um, I thought I wore a size eight, eight, and for a while I did, and then I got to an eight and a half. And so when I buy that shoe, uh, I would buy those shoes, and I would have the hardest time trying to to really fit them. And so I bought a thing that would stretch the shoe. Bought a thing that would stretch it. Well, I discovered after a while, why don't I try a size nine and see what happens? Guess what? The nine was actually my size. It wasn't the eight. It wasn't the eight and a half. It was a nine. I was trying to push myself into an eight and a half and, and get it where, you know, they got where you can get the wide shoes. So I'm trying to push myself. Sometimes we're trying to push God's word into a sound bite or something that sounds good. And unfortunately, that is the church society that we live in. And I'm not criticizing because all of us have done it, but I'm just saying we need to make note of that, that everything that comes as a sound bite doesn't mean that it's God's word. It sounds good. And that's why sometimes we walk around all upset, you know, because, you know, we sit a lot on social media. Uh, you know, if you believe you're going to be uh, a whatever, um, shout yes or whatever. And sometimes, you know, oh, if you if you if you if you know God's going to make you a millionaire, shout yes. And you got a lot of people shouting yes and God's not going to make them no millionaire. He's not going to do it because remember, I told you he doesn't go in conflict against his word. He's not going to make you a millionaire when he can. When the scripture says, how can how can he trust you with the if you can't be trust with the unrighteous mammon, which is money? How will he make you give you true riches? Hmm. He, he's not going to do that. He's not going to make you a millionaire and he can't trust you with money. That's like putting a dog over the meat house. He's not going to do that. It's not going to happen. And and people need to get that truthful. The truthfulness of it is you, you're not going to get that. And you're not doing right about things. Okay. Well, it's real quiet now. 
not it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> All right, let me hear it close. I'm gonna have to do a part two on this. I, I've been here long enough. Uh, the importance of this. And so faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So we need the word. We need to be able to hear the word and really get the word. And notice, um, well, the last two Sundays at church, I've really done some teaching. I haven't really done any, any, any uh, hard preaching. I haven't done any hard preaching. I've done really some teaching more or less, you know, and, and, you know, when I say preaching the, the black culture, how we, how we do it. And uh, I haven't done that. Just, just talk and, and tell my son, start playing some soft music and go right into the, right into the, to what I'm doing. Um, because a lot of times we're not really hearing the word anyway. We are hearing the sound bites and we're hearing entertainment. And we can tell by the response of people because some people sit there the whole time you preaching and teaching and won't say one word. Won't say nothing. And as soon as you strike E flat, F sharp, or F or whatever, as soon as you, you hit a key and uh, they be like, yes, you, you understand what I'm saying? Notice how that works. And so that's what we, that's somewhat where we are today. And that's how we do it. Let me do this last thing and I'm going to get out of here and, and, and close out with this. All right. Uh, do the words that you speak. If you're going to speak God's word, the importance of speaking God's word. Do the words you speak agree with God of uh, what he has said and what he is saying. Do they agree? First John chapter five and verse uh, 14 and 15, he says, and this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, uh, I can stop right there, but I, I will keep on going because I don't want to bother y'all. If we ask anything according to his will, what he has said, his will, his promise, what he has declared, what he has said. If we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. We almost guaranteed to know. Somebody said, I don't know if the Lord heard me. If you ask according to his will, he heard you. And if we know, notice what he says. And if we know that he heareth of whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. Why? Because we're praying according to his will. Now, will he give you something that, that you just want? Bible talked about in the scripture and he gave them their own desires. Sometimes he'll give you what you want. It's not necessarily what he wants for you but it's what you just kept pressing him for is what we kept pressing him to do. We pressed him. And so God said, I'm going to, I'm going to just release you and let you do what you want to do. And the funny part about it 
is we always got to come right back full circle back to where he had us in the first place. If we think of our lives, some things we just, we either try to make it God or we just try to rush. And like this, this is, I know this is God. And we end up right back at square one. Cause God said, I, I was trying to let you just, you know, I was trying to tell you, but you wouldn't listen. So I had to let you experience that. Uh, and so I let you do that. And, and now you got that. It's like, I've always said to my wife, sometimes, uh, you know, you have to let people hit the wall and then you don't have to have a conversation with them anymore. Uh, that That's how you have to let people do hit walls. And then you don't have to have that conversation. Uh, I'll say this and I'm going to be, I'm going to be done. Uh, when, uh, I was, when, when DL was a little boy and we stayed at, at my uncle's house, we had those old stoves that were the stoves, the kind with the, with the window, little glass. And so you could, you didn't have to open the door to see what was going on. You could just sort of, you could just look in there and, and, and see what was cooking. And we kept telling, uh, Dia, we kept telling him, we kept telling, we kept telling him, uh, Dia, stay away from that stove. It's hot. And and he just kept on like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he just kept on. And one Sunday morning, I never figured I was going to go preach at a church. And one Sunday morning, they were cooking dinner. And he went and planted his hand, boom, on that glass. And it burned his hand. The inside of his hand was burnt. You know what happened? We never had to tell him, don't go near that anymore. Every time he would go near that stove, you know what he would say? Even if it were known, hot. <laughs> he would say, hot. Why? Because he knows now it's hot. When I was a little boy, uh, I was at my aunt's house and, uh, and, and she had an iron and she was ironing some stuff and they kept telling me, stay away from the iron board. Don't play around the iron. I just kept on, kept on until I tripped, I tripped over that iron and that thing hit me in the chest and burnt me in the chest. They, they pulled off and but it burnt and it scalved up and everything. And I had to go a couple of days without a shirt or anything on it. And uh, to this day, and I'm, I I had to be probably about five, six or seven years old. To this day, at 62, when I'm when I put an iron up <laughs> and, and grandkids or whatever, I'm always don't no, no, don't come over here. Get back. I, I'm always in remembrance of that iron hitting me in the chest and, and getting burnt. And so I'm very cautious around irons. Some things when you, you know, we, we ask for what we want, but then there's some things God will say, you know, no, that's, that's not it. And that's not what I'm telling you. That's not even what I'm giving you. That's what you want. And so I'm going to let you have what you want and give you your own desires. That's why we got to learn how to speak the word of God. God will give you your own desires and, and you end up, let me, let me say it this way. Sometimes you can get, God will give you what you 
what you want, not what he wants you to have. And then what happens is you end up starting the process all over again. And you could have been further where you need to be, but because you wanted it what you wanted, God let you do it. You look at the children of Israel, they could have made it to the promised land way before they did. They didn't have to be in the wilderness 40 years. The reason they wanted in the wilderness 40 years was on them. Sometimes we're wondering, and it's not on God, it's on us. Because we keep making decisions and stuff that's not lining up with his will. His will doesn't change to fit us. And I need you all to get that. God's will doesn't change to fit us. His will is what it is. And it don't change. His will don't change to fit us. I said, ooh, God, no, he not. He ain't changed his will to fit you. It's what you want. And he, he going to let you do what you want. But he didn't change his will. Didn't change it at all. His word hadn't changed. Not, nothing about him has changed. Only thing has changed is we, we, we decided I'm going to do this my way. And God is saying, I ain't changing nothing. That's what, that's what you want. So I'm going to give you what you want. You look in the scripture, they asked for a king. God didn't want them to have no king. They asked for a king. God said, yes, we want a king like the other nations. God said, oh, yeah, I'm going to give you what you want. That's what you want. I'm going to give it to you. And God's not going, he's not going to go, go no thing with you and be like, oh, Lord, no, I'm going to give you what you want. That's what you want. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to let you do it. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to be God and wait for you to come right back because you're going to come right back here. Because <laughs> I'm already told you. And so speaking his word. Last scripture, and I'm 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 done. Uh oh, I like that. God's will doesn't change to fit me on my bad thinking. No, it don't. God don't change his will for us. Whatever he said, that's what that's what he meant. He, he didn't change it for me, you, nobody else. No matter how much we don't like it, he doesn't change his will. And that's where we get in trouble because we're trying to change his stuff. That's how that's how Sarah got in trouble trying to change God's will. God said, I'm going to bless you and Abraham with a son. But you're trying to change my will. So since you're trying to change my will, I'm going to let you do that. And because they tried to change God's will, the same stuff, the stuff we got going on now, is is going on because of somebody trying to change God's will. And so you have to be careful that you don't step out of the will to satisfy our flesh. All right? All right, so Mark chapter 11 verse 23 24 and I'm going to I'm going to get out of this uh, starting over is hard, but I learned the hard way. Yeah, Sandra, I think all of us have, if we admit it. Sometimes you got to start over and and do that whole process over, and it's just not good. Uh, I'm gonna read Mark chapter chapter eleven, verse twenty three. But let me let me give you a personal thing, and then I'm gonna get out of here. I was in when I was in the third grade. I went to 
M. Agnes, no, not M. Agnes. I was in William J. Scott Elementary School, Scott's Crossing. And um, when I would go to go to class, I wouldn't do no work. I'd be up there playing or whatever. And they called my my mother and said, you know, he's gonna repeat repeat third grade. And my mother fought for me. I mean, she fought for me. She said, no, you're not going to keep my son back. Da, da, da. And the only reason they I, I didn't go, because I told her, I said, well, you know, well, I, I probably really do need to repeat or whatever. And so I repeated the third grade. Let me tell you something. Repeating is not always easy. Sometimes we need to tell God, I need to try to get this right the first time. Because all this stuff, I, 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 don't, I don't plan on 2023 going through crazy stuff that I don't, it's unnecessary. So what I got to do, instead of me trying to get you to change your will for me, I need to learn to fit in your will already. Huh, I just said something. I need to learn to fit in your will that's already been established for my life rather than trying to make something your will. That's not your will. No, that's difficult, but it's true. All right. Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Let's read it. And 24. Verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he say shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever thing you desire when you pray and believe them, you shall receive them and you shall have them. I'm going to stop right there and we'll we'll get into, uh, we'll do part two of this um, next week. Uh, and um, But I want you to get this tonight. It's important for us to speak God's word and, and, and Lord has taken me over into something even, even greater than what we were talking about. And that is knowing his purpose and knowing his will and and not repeating unnecessary cycles in our lives. There are things, if if I would have just listened the first time, I wouldn't even have to go back the second time. But I didn't listen the first time. And sometimes we don't listen and we end up in things we don't have to be in, but we got to listen. And we can't make God's will something for us. That's why we got to, I believe it. And, and the Lord spoke this to me a couple of days ago. He said, I need the people to do what the scripture says, and that's to be stable. A double-minded man, the scripture says, is unstable in all his ways, not some of them, all of them. And that's why stability is so important. You got you to learn to be stable. You can't be wishy-washy all over the place. That's unstableness. And I didn't say it. You are, when you're unstable, when you're double-minded, you're unstable in all your ways. Everything you do does not work because you, you're never consistent. You never have a one thing to do. Somebody said, well, I got to think out the box. 
I got all that, but you got to be consistent with what you're doing. And you got to be stable. The one thing that, that they look for when they look for in, in credit, when you talk about getting something in credit reports and, and they trying to prove you for houses and stuff, you know, the one thing they look for that, that most of us don't know they're looking for. Sometimes they're not looking at your credit score as much as you think they are. They're looking at how stable you have been. How many times have you moved? Where have you lived within the last couple of years? How many jobs have you had? How many things? They, if they do a thorough back, background check, they know everything there is to know about you. Everything. And, and they want to know, are you stable? Sometimes they, if you're stable enough, you might even not even have the money and the credit score. They will let you do things because you're stable. But if you're unstable, they said, no, we can't, we can't trust them. They're they not stable. So it's important for us to be stable. And I, I talked about that Sunday. Uh, an unfaithful man is like a, uh, it's like a broke tooth and a foot that's out of joint. He says confidence in an unfaithful man. Uh, you, stableness is, is important. Being stable. You can trust people when they're stable, but when they're not, it's sort of impossible to do. All right. All right. I'm through. I'm going to get out of here. I'm, I'm finished tonight. I pray and trust you got some from this, that the word has blessed you. We've, we've, we're two minutes over my time and I got to get out of here. Thank you so much for joining tonight. Let's pray. Then I'm going to receive an offering. Then we're going to go out of here. Father, in Jesus name, I thank you tonight for blessing your word and blessing your people on this Tuesday night Bible study. We thank you that we understand the importance of speaking your word, the importance of knowing your word, the importance of sharing and hearing your word. God, your word is so important to us. It's vital to our everyday existence, our everyday of life and our lifestyle. We pray that you will continue to let us to hear your word, uh, that faith will come. And uh, because faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God, help us to be able to hear your word and to build and walk in faith and understand what you have declared and what you have said. God, and understand you and knowing that you do not go against your own words, but your word is established. Help us to walk in the will of God that you've already established for our life, not what we want to do, not what we want to be the will, but what you have declared and spoke as the will of God for us. God, we give you praise for it and we give you glory. We pray that you touch those tonight that may be uh, sick, those that are dealing with any type of sickness and disease. We pray that you touch them tonight, lay hands upon them and heal their bodies. God, give them healing from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. I thank you tonight for your touch and I thank you for your hand. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining today's podcast. If you want to reach Pastor Dennis Martin, you can email him at pastordmartin at gmail.com. If you would like to support the podcast, use the cash app, the dollar sign R-R-C-O-G-I-C. For more information about the ministry, visit our website at rrcogic.com.